You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast. And for this episode, I um, have two guests, uh, Paige Henderson and Nicole Murray, uh, who are uh, a team of creators. They've uh, done a show um, that's on YouTube. It's a web series called uh, Dead Friends. Uh, they're both uh, writers, creators, um, and actresses. And uh, Paige and Nicole, I got to tell you, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Wanted to welcome you to something rather than nothing. So great to be here. Thanks. Yes, this is so exciting. And um, so uh, this is this is the first episode we've had uh, a couple guests. And um, just for the listeners, we're going to have a, a great uh table read from the show uh dead friends so you get a little bit of a taste of maybe the creative process and how that happens but before we get into into that um i wanted to start with you Paige, and then then to you nicole what were you what were you uh, each like as as uh, young young children were you always have a kind of performative uh piece of your personality or an artistic uh a little thread <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Um, I grew up doing community theater, actually, um, in my hometown. So the first show I was in was Wizard of Oz when I was four. Um, so I always had that going on for me. I was also very stubborn as a kid. Um, that was probably being in community theater and being stubborn were probably my defining characteristics at the time. <laughs> um yeah, but I just always, um, I don't know, I was, I'm, I'm the youngest of four, so that really uh, kind of shaped my identity with um, trying a lot of new things, just, you know, trying to copy my siblings, but it was actually really great because they exposed me to really get great music. Um, nobody was really quite as into film as I was. I'm not really quite sure how I, why I so specifically um, geared myself towards that because I was always interested. I always read a lot and everything as well, but um, film has always been a, a big love of mine. Um, yeah. All right. And for me, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've always been a little performer at, from a young age. I recall like, making my parents sit down and watch plays I made, or um, I would write songs and sing songs. Um, and I did plays all throughout school. And also, um, I was pretty lucky because my stepdad had this like little recording studio in our house. And so as a family, we would <laughs> make and sing songs. Um, but I was really the only one who enjoyed that. Like none of my other siblings ever wanted to do it. <laughs> I was the only one who was really enthusiastic and we even made little music videos. So, uh, yeah, I kind of had a nice fun taste of that, you know, performative art from a young age. And actually, I guess I was so theatrical that my family, when I told them I was moving to LA to pursue acting, no one was surprised. They were like, yeah, of course you would. <laughs> 
So, uh, so well, it wasn't a huge commotion. It was like, I'm going to L.A. They're like, well, we figured. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess it's always been in my blood. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, tell us, you know, I, I know there's a, a bit uh, about the story that I think I read um, on, on your website, uh, Paige and Nicole, about about your meeting and about how that kind of led into um, the the web series Dead Friends. Can you tell a bit of that story of meeting and how that collaboration came about? Yeah. Um, Paige and I met on a film set. It's a sh- short film in Seattle just a few months before each of us had already planned to move down to L.A. And so then when we met and we're talking about it, we're like, hey, no, a second. you're moving to L.A., I'm moving to LA. Why don't we do it together? It's kind of like, hey, I just met you. This is crazy, but <laughs> move in with me now. Well, cool, thanks. Um, yeah. So then we had a few like little like meetups just to make sure the other wasn't a psychopath, and then um, moved on down together. And it's funny too because we we went to the same university and didn't didn't even know about each other at all except oh wow um, <laughs> like through friends of friends we kind of had a mutual friend and you established in for each of you both and not to put you on the spot but you each established that you weren't psychopaths right <laughs> well jury's still out on that one but... <laughs> <laughs> that seemed to be Figured, open... i don't know anybody else in la <laughs> That seemed to be an open question. Okay, so so you meet, so you meet, and you end up down there, and then you then you work on this project. So what what was it? What was it like? Was I mean, you you each have developed in your own way, uh, you know, as far as what you do or what you write and how you act. I mean, how how did that? Did it just kind of connect, and do you feel kind of a vibrancy working together? Yeah. So where this actually came from um, was we'd already been living together for about uh, almost a year um, in LA. And we both kind of, you know, the great thing right now about the film industry is it's very oversaturated, but we're so much more lucky than 30 years ago when you would have to rent out these huge cameras and, you know, it was just really expensive to make a movie and now everybody can make a film. Um, So that's kind of, we, we started writing this web series just to give ourselves something to act in, something that we wanted. Um, And as we we kind of thought it was just going to be this little thing um with our friend Ben Slavens who's the the DP on it the director of photography and we thought it was just going to be him and us in our apartment uh just shooting something for the fun of it but when we were writing it uh we ended up vibing really well in the writing and it it was pretty cool it really is like a very 50-50 um experience for both of us like we were very much collaborating on all of the writing and as we were writing it we were like wait we actually love this we fell in love with the characters and the story and we just wanted to um do it more justice than just the three of us in our apartment um so yeah it was it was fun because it came out of you know more of a necessity and then it turned almost turned into um a a really great exploration of our writing abilities, creating this world, um, characters we wanted to play. So, And it's funny because our original, you know, when we thought it was just going to be us and Ben, 
we were like, okay, what are we going to do for the spirit world? Because we had always envisioned it to be the white void. And we were like, let's hang up white sheets in our tiny <laughs> apartment. And that will be the spirit world. And thank goodness that was not what the spirit world was. <laughs> well, so goodness. it... Oh, no, so just as far as um, just in the making, the making of it sounded like you you were trying to use like what you can and what you had around. And obviously within the material itself, you know, taking place in an apartment and roommates um, that really become part of what you were doing from day to day. Or did it, you know, did you separate it out as like, you know, OK, now we get to do our work or did it just kind of appear a little bit more organically? Um, yeah, that's actually part of how we were able to, I mean, I think we finished the first season in a month, like writing it, um, the whole thing from start to finish. And part of why we were able to do that is because we would make, even though we lived together and at the time we were, it was just the two of us, uh, we made sure to make, okay, on Saturday at 9am, we're going to meet at Civil Coffee, this coffee shop up the road, and we're going to write for two hours. And we treated those meetings like if it was anybody else in the industry. So, you know, we couldn't cancel them because we were tired or reschedule it for, you know, anything besides a huge re reason. We really treated each other like business partners almost in that. Um, and that was enabled us to just, you know, write <laughs> and not put it off as often happens. Um, I feel like even with myself included, when you don't give yourself, and your art, the respect of committing to a time, sometimes it, it goes by the wayside. So that was really helpful. So um, we're going to get into some of the some of the other questions um, that is part of the podcast about, you know, creativity in general and art in general. But uh, as I mentioned, um, we wanted to do um a scene uh, from from uh, Dead Friends, and I was wondering if you could just do a quick little setup, and uh, I'll help with the with the read, of course. But could you just set up the scene uh, we're gonna we're gonna go into for the listeners? Sure. Yeah. So uh, the scene we're about to go into is that Mel just came to move in with Kiwi. And Keely's her new roommate, who's a bit eccentric, you could say. Um, so far, the scene prior to where we're going to start has consisted of Keely giving her a tour, which has basically consisted of crystals and very um, invasive questions. So, <laughs> um, so that's kind of where we're at. And it's the and first it, episode. So this yes. is just just the beginning okay so it's the interior of an apartment it's the kitchen and it's daytime and here we have another crystal and the scratch thing i'm trying to bring back to life you seem like a capricorn that's it for the tour any questions um yeah what's the wi-fi password is that human hair where's my room why does it smell like something's burning in here <gasps> my cookies she opens the oven door and pulls out a tray of cookies i made these for you triple chocolate fudge i'm vegan oh that's cool yeah i love animals too 
awkward silence. So, where's my room? Oh, right. It's the one down the hall. I'll just toss these and help you unpack. Keely hums as Mel grabs her suitcase and starts making her way down the hallway. Interior, Keely's apartment, hallway, day. Mel's overwhelmed. She walks down the hallway, comes upon an open cabinet filled with candles, crystals, and the same photo of the man we saw on the apartment door. This is Chris. Mel just steers, completely weirded out. It's obviously a shrine to Chris. It's weird. Ooh, that's Chris, my soulmate. Chris, did he... Keely nods sadly. Keely, I'm I'm so sorry. I, I know what it's like to lose someone you love. Oh, yeah, I mean, we didn't talk much when he was alive, but we're meant to be. We're in love. Excuse me? We're in love. He communicates with me from the beyond. From the beyond. Yes, I feel him every night. He'll rest my hair and make the lights dim. And when I wake up in the morning, he'll have left me little clues. Like this morning, my pen was two inches from where I had left it, and it was pointing to the letter L. She looks at Mel, waiting for her reaction. For love, obviously. He's so cute like that. And I write him poems as often as I can. Okay, well, I'm, uh, I'm just going to go unpack, I guess. So I'll just, I'll see you later. Oh, of course. Let me know if you need any help. Mel grabs her suitcase and heads to her room. Interior, apartment, Mel's room, day. Mel closes the door and leans oh. against it, closing her eyes. She's finally alone. We hear Keely outside the door, humming. Mel opens her eyes and sees her room is covered in balloons. She reaches for the door handle as if to leave, but sees a present Keely left on her bedside table. She picks up the card attached. It says, I hope you find what you're looking for here. Mel decides to try. She lays her suitcase on the floor and opens it. She suddenly pulls back her hand and looks at it, almost like her hand was just shocked. She lets the suitcase fall open as... Pop, Chris is standing there, Mel... Frantic, Mel jumps, startled. Who are you? Yo, dude, you gotta help me. That crazy stalker is fucking up my afterlife. I, I can't move on until she stops calling my spirit or, or something. Just just tell her to get over me. Tell her, tell her to go for someone who's, you know, like, living with, like, a body and a pulse. What do you say? And so, um, now, uh, cut. Do I say cut at this point? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> thank you i'd love to set up um for anybody um for anybody who's uh interested in the show dead friends uh web series on youtube and uh um the the interaction between you both is is so great and i love that kind of uh initial over-the-top awkwardness of of the meeting <laughs> and uh Thank you so much um, uh, for for doing for doing that scene. It's not I, I know not being right next to each other when we're in three different spots doing it can be uh, pretty difficult. But um, 
I wanted to ask each one of you, um, you know, part of this podcast is about, uh, you know, the art and the creative act of what various um, creators do. So I've had, you know, poets, writers, um, you know, uh, comedians, uh, musicians, um, painters. Um, and I'm going to start with you, Nicole, and then go to uh, Paige. Um, uh, Nicole, what is... How, how would you describe the 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 art of 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 acting of, of that craft? Um, how do you get into it? How do you go from one second, you know, just being yourself, Nicole, to to your character? How does that happen? Right. Yeah. Well, I think um, you know it's it's the exploration of of the human experience, and so a lot of how to get into a character really involves exploring a, another person's life and um, kind of, you know, if you're seeing a, scri a script and you're seeing on the page that this person has this occupation or, or whatever other detail about them, it's up to us as actors to really explore why they have that or what in their lives has led them to the point that they're at and all of these things so that we can kind of make this, um, these choices that come up with this very unique and and relatable and um extraordinary character that we can then play um and another part of it is kind of this um finding the whatever can, you can use to trigger you to drop in and really be that person and so that's kind of what that exploration about is about is like finding those things that can help really ground you in this character that way you do them justice Thank you for that explanation. And Paige? Yeah. Can you actually repeat the question? Of course. Um, uh, it's yeah. basically about, um, you know, on the podcast, we have, um, you know, get into the craft and the, the, the act of creation, right? So a singer and singing and, uh, you know, poets, you know, the performance of poetry and, 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 and as, as an actor, um, as an actress, what, you know, transformation happens from a moment where you're there as Paige and then the next moment you're into this uh, creation of another character. What's that 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 art of acting? How's that happen? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think what Nicole said about, um, you know, the exploration of the human experience is, is something that the basis of, of all of the craft of acting is is for me um, as well. Uh up until a couple years ago, you know, when I was doing community theater and high school theater, um, I loved acting, but I was always acting. It was always something I was putting on top of Paige, um, almost like a, you know, a, a layer of paint or something. Um, sure. If you like, you have, you know, a, a yellow, a flower that's black and white and you put yellow paint over it, but the, the actual flower itself is not yellow. And you can kind of tell, right, in those instances. Um, and so it's become, in the past few years for me, it's really become, yes, about becoming a different person and and believing it so much in your body, um, like even physically. Um, and I'm not, not just talking about, you know, posture or how they walk, which is a huge thing because you you don't walk like anybody else in the world. You know, your, your center of gravity and, and all of the aches and pains from 
you know, that soccer injury 10 years ago, they all, they all changed things, but even just the physics, physicalization of like feeling it within your soul, um, changes. Um, so for me, that's what acting is about is just getting to, to that point and really believing it so much yourself when you're in the moment, because if you can't believe it, nobody else is going to believe it. Um, and so, I mean, just, just those moments of transformation for me specifically, um, you know, there's, there's all of the, the technique of acting and objective and tactics and all of this stuff you do before the moment, um, that people have varying opinions on. Um, but for me in the moment, a lot of that, that big stuff for me is actually that, that physicalization, whether that's, um, if I'm in a scene with a, a scene partner and I'm not really feeling in it, uh, like on set, a lot of times I'll just, I always ask consent first, but I'll grab their hand and stare into their eyes and just really feel grounded in that moment. And that allows me to feel grounded in the reality of the scene. Um, I also use music a lot. Um, I'll find a song that really speaks to my character and in that moment in time. And um, I will just like play it on a loop over and over or I, I always have headphones on set so if I know this certain scenes coming up I'll play that song and just really sink into the feeling of that um which is kind of fun another another art form um you know in for informing the art of acting so absolutely and I appreciate your description of that um I wouldn't have guessed that uh, from the outside, but uh, uh, definitely understand in your description of what, you know, what you're trying to do with that. Uh, Paige, I uh, just wanted to bring up another thing, a mutual friend of ours. We have uh, Megan McGrory, who is a director of a piece, uh, Twin Parts, where there's a, a trailer for now. You acted in in that uh, as well, and in, in that particular um, a short film. I think it's anticipated to be about 20, 25 minutes based on a kind of fan film of uh, Twin Peaks. Um, what was that experience like for you? And were you a Twin Peaks fan prior to going into that? Yes. Um, yes. I'm not nearly as much of a fan as Megan because she's her knowledge of all David Lynch is amazing. I'm always very impressed. But um, no, I do love Twin Peaks. Um, you know, uh, R and R. Oh my gosh. That's the name of the diner, right? Yes. 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 Okay. I know. Like I say, I'm a fan and then I can't, but the R and R is <laughs> actually when I skied in college and would, you know, in North Bend to the diner, that's the R and R would pass that all the time. So that was kind of fun. Um, but no, it was, it was great. Um, I love Megan. I think she's so creative. All of what I've seen from what we did is just I don't even know how she makes the video art that she does make. <laughs> I'm always very impressed. Um, and her, her passion is just really inspiring and she has very, very creative ideas. So that was really wonderful to work with her and she's so supportive and so great. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, thanks, and thanks, thanks, thanks for uh, some of that, some of that background. Um, listeners know I'm a huge uh, Twin Peaks fan uh, myself, and I just it was it's nice to hear your perspective on that. Actually, um, yesterday I saw a, a picture outside the R and R diner, and it was the a location um, for some of the uh, the protests around uh, racial racial justice. Um, uh, and it was interesting, you know, because, um, mm. it, you know, you have a bit of an iconic, you know, iconic uh, uh, image there. And but also a very, um, you know, the, the very current events, you know, seen with Black Lives Matters and, and issues of racial racial justice um, had a couple like major things, I think, recently impact art and, and, and making art. But I want to focus in just for a second on that at present, um, you know, in general, whether it's your own art or, or art that you enjoy, each of you enjoy um, as artists. What do you think the role of art is in um, in, in in challenging or, or disrupting you know, processes of injustice that we have uh, around us? What, what are your thoughts on that? I think art is incredibly important in um you know, shining a light on it. I think art in general is is holding up a mirror to humanity and to reality. Um, and it allows us to to understand what's what we're experiencing, what's going on in the world. Um, I think art is incredibly important. And I mean, per- representation in art is so important. And, you know, Hollywood especially, I mean, not just Hollywood, but indie films as well, but Hollywood is so just everywhere it just permeates our life so the stories that are chosen to be told have a huge impact on what our country and what our world is 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 thinking about at the moment and the 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 struggles that we're understanding and learning about um and so i think it's uh the responsibility of artists to not turn your back on on what's happening in the world or, you know, from racial injustice to everything. Um, I think it's really our duty as artists to bring that to the forefront and to tell these stories that have been pushed under the rug for so long. I mean, without getting too, you know, crazy into too political of a discussion, um, I mean, just our, our history books even that we the history we learn in school in this country from being a child is is very much one-sided and very much pushes all of these stories under the rug that are so important to understanding where we are and how we should be better and how we can change. And so I really think that's now more than ever up to us as artists to continue to shine light on those stories to hopefully make people have, you know, question themselves, question what's happening, question our reality, make, make people have those hard conversations with themselves. Um, yeah, I think, I think art is, is incredibly important. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Oh, um, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, th- I, all of that. Well said Paige. Um, but adding on to that too, yeah, I think art does a really, it provides a really nice avenue for um, for bridges to be gapped 
in order to provide more of like an informational platform for a lot of people. I think art opens doors and minds. And I think um, it educates people about an experience from a different level. You know, it's more than just reading something on the page and then trying to like put that into words in your mind. It's, it's like evoking a feeling and an understanding um, that I just really think does a great job of like connecting people and bringing them together and helping people share their experiences, which again is why representation is so important in art, representation from all diverse backgrounds, because we all need to do a better job of understanding each other and trying to um, open our minds. And I just think art does a beautiful job of that because it, it goes beyond the surface always. Yeah, I, I, I really appreciate um, your answers to this. I wanted to tell you, I mean, just on the acting um, component, one of the most amazing, probably the most amazing interview about a particular actor um, in a director was um, with Spike Lee and uh, Denzel Washington when he was playing Malcolm X um, in the movie Malcolm X. And Spike Lee described when he offered the the part to Denzel, uh, he says, you know, I really want you for this part. You're the only person to do Malcolm X. And uh, Denzel's, I'm going to need some time because I'm going to pull everything I can from the spirit of this character, Malcolm X. I'm, if, I mean, if he was Muslim, I'm going to live as a Muslim. I'm going to eat as a Muslim. I'm not going to have pork if I'm not supposed to have pork. I'm going to uh, celebrate the rituals. And he did this for a month. For months, for months, and in, in going to filming, and then uh, Spike Lee talks about at during one of the speeches that ends up in the movie um, that he's watching Denzel, who's you know now in in Spike Lee's mind is Malcolm X. He's 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 given a, a speech. He's given a civil rights speech, and he went on for about ten minutes and. Um, and, and Spike went up to Denzel afterwards and was like, I, I didn't write any like what, what was that? And, mm-hmm. and where was that? Where was that from? Like that, that was amazing. And he said, you know, Spike, he said, and to give Denzel's answer, it says Spike said that that spirit entered you, didn't it? Like and it, it, the director, you know, Spike Lee was just watching and said, he got so much into it that there was some other, (laughs) the spirit of Malcolm X got into him and that scene remained. And that just blew my mind. Um, The role of art in kind of like transformation. Um, Anyways, if you ever get a chance to see that uh, it blew me away because it was almost so good. It was, it was was scary. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely have to check that out. That's really cool. Um, so what's going, what's going on now? I think on the outside, um, you know, you both have done a web series, you're involved in community art and, in uh, various, uh, projects. What's it like now for you as, 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 as artists, um, in, um, you know, in a, in a pandemic, what's, what's going on with what you try to do for, for each one of you creatively right now? I think for one, um, you know, the pandemic 
having the shelter in place um, has kind of provided a an ability for, um, I think a lot of people have been looking internally more and then taking the time to kind of uh, do the things that they, they want to do. Like um, for me personally, I've kind of really examined, you know, myself as an artist and have been like, okay, I'm, I'm staying at home all day. So like, let's use this time to really delve into my art and take it further and find my, um, my weaknesses and really work on those. And so I think, you know, the pandemic for how terrible it's been has also provided a really nice means for people to focus on themselves and their passions. Um, and then beyond that, I mean, I think the industry has done a really good job of providing opportunities for people through like monologue competitions. Um, there's some like free film festivals going on. And so Paige and I, we've been, you know, making little films together, um, helping each other with our self tapes. And, you know, personally, I felt like I've done so much more acting and art than I've done usually in, in this amount of time. Um, and so, again, for how, how negative a pandemic is, I, I feel thankful to, I've had the opportunity to be able to do that. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously everything, all production, you know, has been halted. Um, but I agree with what Nicole has said. It's been an interesting experience to have that time. And, you know, normally throughout the year, you are you get an audition a day or two in advance. And it's kind of this, like, rush. And then... Um, I'm both of us are continuing in, in scene study classes, which is great, but sometimes you kind of lose focus of, you know, because living in LA, the, the film industry is such a business. Sometimes it's easy to lose focus of the art of it a little bit. Um, so I think this time has been like Nicole said, I think, I think everybody over the world is kind of taking a step back and, and, and thinking and examining and just, sitting with yourself a little bit more um just kind of figuring out how you want to lead your life a little more um as tragic as the rest of the the, you know consequences have been um sorry what were you well yeah and i know because i've talked to and then i think you know the the impact has been strong uh upon upon artists i've talked to artists who you know have kind of feel they need to rebuff the pressure to create right so like for me i would say for myself as a creator and you know um you know my job my main job i work for a labor union and i'm doing all everything remotely um being at home with less running around everywhere into you know just late hours bargaining contracts and stuff it's given me the opportunity to be at home and to, to create things but it's also I know when I've talked to creators being like, OK, I know I'm supposed to create something now, but I don't feel like fucking creating anything. because One hundred percent. I mean, yeah. like, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Um, the first I mean, in L.A., the first the first time we were in quarantine, it was only for two weeks originally. And 
Yeah, the first the first two weeks, I you know cleaned the house, I deep cleaned everything, I I really avoided doing any sort of art because um, I was I'm so sorry, my dogs are like freaking out. No, the last but, last episode we had cat. It's it, this the podcast is a, is a is a pet friendly podcast, so don't worry. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh, where was I? Oh yes. But I, and I was totally doing all of that because I knew it was like, I have this time. I should finish that script I started in August. And I was like, nope, I'm going to clean my kitchen instead. Nope, I'm going to do this instead. So I I totally also think it's... Um, and then eventually after the two weeks, you know, and it was extended, then I kind of let myself breathe a little bit and and look at the script when I was able to. And I was able to finish that script, which was very great for me um but i do (laughs) but yeah i i totally think there's there was that pressure to to create because you have the time and it was it was very dehabilitating for me at first um yeah but i i I think the biggest thing has even been less the for me in, in terms of art during pandemic has even been less the like output because I finished that one script that I started in August and haven't finished a million other scripts I could have been finishing during this time, you know? But so I think the biggest thing for me has been able to um, just, yeah, like the direction I want to go and, and things I want to focus on within art. And so even if I'm not, haven't, haven't had the capacity to do that at this time, because, you know, these past few months, um, have been very hard on the world's psyche. <laughs> and I think we do need to give ourselves a, a, a break um, and just honor that a bit. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I know that the pressure that it's it's created for folks can can be one thing. And I also like know, you know, part of the thing about the podcast is asking fundamental questions, right? And I think some of those can be a little bit disruptive of being like, you know, why are we, you know, why are we doing this? And I think those become more pronounced when there are these larger events that disrupt our, basically our understanding of what the world's like in, you know, our senses of security and, 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 and things like that. Um, yeah. uh, for, 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 for both of you, um, uh, you know, on this point, um, can you tell me, you know, why it is um, that that you seek that 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 you do create uh, as artists, like as a fundamental uh, question? I see like the work that you had done on on Dead Friends. I'm you know during the quarantine had the ability to watch the the whole show, and um, uh, you know for everybody listening, um, I let me ask you both. I think it's a little bit over an hour for the total content of the of Dead Friends. Is that correct? Yeah, it's like right. 67 minutes, I think. Yeah. And so I was able to <laughs> I was able to do that and for me, you know, in enjoying your art, it was very entertaining, it was funny, it helped me to watch it and so that that's great. But on your side, um, you know, creating things uh, right now, do you uh, I mean maybe we'll start with you, Nicole, um you ever a question of like, you know, why why do I create? Why do I act? Why am I trying to do this, you know? from the get-go what am i trying to accomplish yeah yeah for sure especially because um you know when i when i started acting when i decided to move down 
I don't think I fully understood really why acting called to me. Um, and then as I was able to explore it more, and especially with Dead Friends becoming a creator in all of it, um, I was um, I was amazed by how much I really loved just storytelling in itself and what it can do. And, you know, and as I'm delving deeper, I realized that there's such power in storytelling and, um, you know, it, it can range all the way from being, uh, just a fun comedic piece to make people happy all the way to, you know, delving into really important themes such as death, the afterlife, or, you know, even going beyond our piece. And again, back to that representation and exploring the um, injustices of the world and shedding light on, on challenges and problems that we as a humanity need to overcome. Um, so I think I create in, in summation, uh, no, I, I mean, I create because I, I believe in the power of storytelling and, uh, again, whether it's from a, um, one simple point you're trying to get across all the way to being open-ended and just being like, what does this mean to you? Let me share what this means to me. What does it mean to you? I think that creation is such a beautiful avenue for people to explore beyond where they would normally be or the thoughts that they normally have um, seen into other people's perspectives and lives um, and then answering like opening questions within themselves that maybe they wouldn't normally think about yeah thank you and in in and page um, on this on the same question about why, why you create what, you know, what compels you, what you, what, what you're trying to do? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I feel like I, I, I mean, this is going to sound so basic and I feel like people say this all the time, but I, I create because I can't not create. Um, I, I like am somebody who needs to, as much as sometimes I am, you know, I can sometimes be closed off, but I, I within myself, I need to explore um, my humanity and understand the world. It's a way for, it is a way for me to understand the world too. Like questions that I have are sometimes things I start writing about um, or specifically with acting. If you, you have a character that you just really, don't understand but to be able to play that character you do need to understand like you don't need to you know maybe agree with that character but you need to understand them and you need to love them um still which is what our acting coach Camille Jensen always says like playing the love finding that love even in the character who seems like they're a terrible person um sure so I think yeah for me it's it's the best way I've found to interact with the world to to question the world, to try to understand the world, and in doing so, hopefully help other people understand. Um, uh, and that's more at like kind of the spiritual level of it, um, because I, I, I do think everything we've talked about with 
um, you know, are holding up a mirror to society and, and having a sort of, sort of responsibility when you do create to do it um, responsibly and, and acknowledging the world and what's happening. Um, yeah, I don't remember what I said. Did that make sense? <laughs> it did. It did make it. it, it, it <laughs> I thought it, at the end of mine, too. I was like, this, was that, did that come full circle? Well, Where am I? <laughs> No, it's, 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 you know, the question of why you create, I mean, it's, it's, I always try to like place the question like properly because like, you know, how you ask is kind of weird, you know, cause like in, in fundamentally, I think it's a, a question behind anybody who's creating anything. Right. So it's like, right. you know, what are we doing with our time? Why are you creating this? Like, what's the intent? And, and sometimes it's a little bit, you know, startling of a question, but just kind of like the psychology you know, behind, uh, because you make the effort and some people will simply say, look, I'm compelled. I don't know how to do anything else. Like it's breathing and doing this for me. So I can't do anything else for you. So that's where it is where others might have a gift or a talent in a particular area, but be like, well, you know, that they can't connect to it and then feel compelled. Um, okay. So there's a couple more, couple, couple more questions. And, uh, the one of the big questions I, I like to ask on on the show and um, Paige, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you here first is um, what is art? What do you believe art to be? Yeah, I think that art is the expression of being human. I think it's at the core of what being human is. It's, it's the moments where we let our humanity take over and are just expressing and experiencing that, whether that's a film, whether that's a dance, whether that's a conversation, whether that's an athlete. Um, I think it's those moments where we're most in tune. And as much as we've talked about, you know, um, like, I don't think art is a historical or a temporal, like it's always created somewhere and, and says something, um, either actively saying something about what's happening in the world or is informed by what's happening in the world and therefore says something. But I think art is when we, we let everything that's going on hit us. And then we take away all of the societal expectations and, and norms and restrictions and what comes out of that is art, like how we express out of that, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah, it sure does. Um, Nicole, what is art? Yeah. And again, beautifully said, Paige, definitely agree. There. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, it's the exploration of, of humanity, definitely. And I think it provides a re- really beautiful way for us to all connect and communicate with each other. Um, and I think art is um, is exclusive to humans. Um, excuse me if I'm wrong here, but but, but <laughs> what I know is that you know humans are the only are the only beings who that we currently know of express themselves through an art form, um, and I think that that means something. You know, there's this really lovely intertwining of cognition and you know whatever you believe your soul to be and and your creativity and all this just mixed into one um and it's just so unique 
um, the unique expression of humanity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's 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 a fun question. Um, it's a fun question uh, for me, and I think it's one that, you know, I think my experience is that everybody kind of argues over it, and they don't realize that they're arguing over it. So if you think about music, right? Like you're talking with somebody who likes a band, and not only are they going to say that they like a band, that's the best band that they've ever heard, right? And they try to discuss that with somebody who doesn't like the band. It's basically a lot of times saying like this is an art piece that is worthy that's like the best musical art piece i've heard in modern music the other person's like ah it sucks you know? <laughs> and then it's kind of how it how it works so i always like the question to kind of try to get a little bit of a backdrop of how we're thinking about uh the things uh we we create um prior also, to getting it prior, prior no 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 prior to getting into like um uh like, uh, uh, you know, expressing to the listeners how they can connect with um, more of your material. And, and I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, the, the big question um, uh, for the podcast as well uh, is why is there something rather than nothing? And that's the question. And, and any, any takers, any first victims on the question or... <laughs> Can I just quickly um, backtrack and say I just looked up whether humans are the only ones to do art? Yeah, do it. Do it. Um, it's other animals as well. So I'm a liar. Um, Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was. <laughs> well, let's talk it. about our so. anecdotal knowledge. Of, <laughs> I know there's an elephant. I know that isn't there the elephant or the gorilla? Yeah. That, that paint. Yeah. There's primates, it looks like, uh, dolphins, elephants. Okay, so I'm just a jerk. <laughs> no. <laughs> Didn't give them the Only humans make art. I'm not going to, no, no accusations of being speciesist. We're learning, you know, we're learning about who. Well, their, their art is their expression of being an elephant. So it's like, like for us, it's our expression of humanity. It's For them, it's their expression of being an elephant. So it still holds up. Thanks, Paige. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, and I'm glad you brought up the animals because it just tells you when you, when you brought that up, I was thinking, okay, is the, you know, uh, I've been listening to too much Kurt Vonnegut science fiction lately, but I was thinking, <laughs> okay, is it like aliens? All right, is there some other aliens discussion we can get into? Oh, but okay. um, I was like, that's why I said that we know of. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so why is there something rather than nothing? This is a cool question. Well, I don't really have an answer. My only answer is that this is honestly, I, I remember the first time I had an existential crisis, I was like seven and I was in the Kitsap County pool under the slide and there was water coming down for me. And I had just read an Archie comic where Archie was, like in a video game instead of in his real life. And that just really hit home for me. And I was like, why am I who I am? Why am I here? Why am I not in a video game? Am I in a video game? And I know this is not exactly the question that you're asking, but. Um, it, it kind of is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just had that. And so I don't, you know, I don't really know. I don't really have an answer for that question of why is there something rather than nothing all i know is that there is something instead of nothing or at least our experience 
is that there's something rather than nothing. So we should honor that and make the most of it and make more somethings, make art and um, engage with the something because it's, you know, it is a gift. Um, but I have no idea why there's something rather than nothing. <laughs> I think your answer yeah. was, I think you're, there was absolutely uh, an answer there. And the question itself is super uncomfortable every time that, that I ask it. But the background of the question in general is always about you know, creating things, you know, and some, I think some folks think about like, you know, creation of the universe or are there, you know, some things or as an artist, am I creating something, you know, out of nothing in, in, in what I create? Um, so it's like, it's the question. So it's not an easy one to, not an easy one to, uh, to handle. Um, good question. Yes. Um, may I say something on it as well? Okay. Absolutely. Please. Yeah, I just, you know, what comes to mind here, which may sound way more simple than um, is justified for this question, but what I've always thought about, um, and not to get too dark here, but when I've kind of had conversations with friends who, a couple of friends in college who had some difficulties and, you know, um, didn't know why to really exist. And I think my what always came to mind for me was why not, you know, might as well. We're here. Let's do something about it. Kind of a thing. Um, you know, we're, we have an opportunity, so let's take advantage of it. Wh whatever that means, taking advantage of it, whatever it means, um, rather than accepting nothing. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had this, you know, uh, in, 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 and I appreciate that answer as well, because it actually gets right into it because, um, I mentioned when I've talked about this question before there, there is a dark element, like in the sense of, you know, if, if within Plato is like, he, he had said that philosophy was just a contemplation of death. Right. So like, all right, so we have a limited amount of time on the earth. You know, what are we doing with our time? Like, why are we creating? What is it that we're creating? And, and things of that nature. And it's like that, um, you know, that that fundamental. And I think that's when sometimes the, on the podcast we get into more of psychology or even sometimes the psychology of the creator because it's, you know, grappling with that question, which is a profound and, diffi and, 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 and difficult one. Um, yeah. so, uh, at the, at the end of the show here, I wanted uh, each one of you, um, uh, Paige and, and, and Nicole to kind of, we talked a lot about dead friends and, um, uh, twin parts that I mentioned, uh, coming out from, uh, Megan McGrory as a Twin Peaks, uh, short, um, could you each tell us about, uh, just w uh, where to come in contact you with you as you know as actresses as creators dead friends things that i might not know about that you can share with the listeners yeah um so you can find dead friends at deadfriendswebseries.com um you can al also find it on youtube if you just type in dead friends web series uh we have an instagram at dead friends underscore web series. Um, 
Facebook, Twitter, and um, for me personally, I um, my Instagram is Lil <laughs> underscore Ginger. So L I L underscore G I N G A. Can I can I try to say that Lil 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 Ginger? Right, Lil Ginger. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Paige is smart and has a website, though. <laughs> I do. It's uh, it's pretty rough right now, but um, yeah, you can connect with me on my website. Hey, it's page.com. Pretty easy to remember. Um, my Instagram's at page p a i g e ella. Oh God, I messed it up. <laughs> my Instagram. <laughs> My Instagram's at Paige Ella H, which is P A I G E L L A H. Um, that website has a contact form. Yeah, that's that's great. And um, and again on YouTube for um, uh, for for dead friends. Um, for both of you, I mean, is uh, just as far as you know, final question, like looking into, into the, into the future. I know a lot of things feel, uh, uncertain. Um, uh, just out of curiosity, is it, is it a, is it a new project? What's going on with dead friends? Is that something that, you know, is picked up in other venues? Like, uh, what's, what's, what's ahead for both of you? Yeah. Yeah. So dead friends wise, um, we've been, Submitting to festivals, um, and uh, we are um, in kind of we have season two written, um, which has been great. Um, so, but we obviously can't really quite do anything right now with that. Uh, so, we've just kind of been on the back burner for pre production for that. Um, and then, personally, um, continuing. Uh, acting as well um nicole and i have our little production company svelte dog productions where we do dead friends and and we both have written other scripts that um we're hoping to develop as well um but then we're both also uh actors in other people's work all the time as you mentioned with megan's piece um so yeah just i mean not again not as much right now but generally continually auditioning i have a couple of films lined up that we're supposed to film during you know april june which obviously have been postponed but um yeah so just all of that i, I love acting and I, I love creating and i'm excited to see where our production company goes because that has become um a fundamental part of my life as well is not only acting and other pieces works which, which i do love i love getting a script that i you know didn't write and and trying to understand the care this character that's brand new to me is is really fun um but i also really love writing and creating and seeing this creation that just came from our minds come to life so more of that in the future yeah and i wanted to to to, to thank you both um the 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 show's a lot of fun i had um you know, mentioning that to you, um, it, you, you're both very talented and I enjoy um, the work that you put together and um, really wish you a lot of um, good luck uh, in the future. I want to hope to see you uh, both uh, both in acting roles, but also 
whether you're collaborating uh, or writing, um, it's it's a lot of pleasure and it's great entertainment um, as far as you reaching me uh, in 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 the work that you do. But I wanted to thank you both, uh, Paige Henderson and Nicole Murray. Uh, for joining the podcast and uh, hope to hear a lot more from uh, both of you in the future. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for having us. This is so great. Thank you. You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing.